0: Good morning, multiverse. Hey there, friends and foes. It is Sunday morning, and I am doing a pop up live stream on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Just doing a simulcast. It's Sunday morning. Saturday mornings are never big enough to contain everything that uh, we have going on for the week. So, welcome to Sunday morning comics, new comics. Yum! We'll do that right now. It's like Coco Call the Levi's Down. Johnny Carson. Right, guys and gals, I am back. This is Back of the Cereal Box, Sunday Morning Comics. And uh, we got a few viewers on uh, Facebook and YouTube. And if you are watching, you can join the conversation. We are also simulcasting on Instagram Live. So I've got two cameras and um doing a little experiment. Because Saturday morning, on our Saturday morning show yesterday, we ran out of time, and there was all kinds of stuff that I wanted to talk about, and uh, we just we just didn't have time. So I'm working on those episodes or that episode from yesterday morning, getting it prepped to upload to Spotify and Apple Podcasts in audio form. And so I'm sitting at the computer anyway. I'm setting up a Cryptid Crunch for Willow and Heather and Keisha tonight, and uh, I, I just I thought, you know what? Let's just use this time to uh, go live real quick and talk about new comics. Yum! And of course, you know, Saturday morning, cartoons were like the thing. But when I was growing up, Sunday comics in the newspaper were the thing, right? We got up and we could not wait to rush downstairs or upstairs, or across the house, whatever it was for you guys, across the apartment, to grab the newspaper from mom and dad and flip open to the Sunday Funnies. Now, in my hometown, the movie listings were also in the comics section. They were brilliant. So that was another chance to look at what was coming up the next in the next week in the movie theaters and get excited about that. So I thought I would share a couple of the things that I've gotten this month, and I want to share my pick of the month. I know we're going into April. This is April 3rd, but um, March was really good, and uh, especially for comics. And I'm going to share my pick of the month in just a moment. But I want to turn you on to a couple of things that you might not be aware of, And uh, we got some comments in here, and this is how this works, that um, if, if, I don't know why you're posting that, Eli, um, but uh, this is how this works. If you're watching and you would like to uh, be a part of the show, literally, you can post a comment either on Instagram or on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, I'll address it. But uh, Eli, I don't know what that post means, <laughs> so I, I don't know, man. Um, I like this angle on Instagram a lot, anyway. Um, that makes me look really svelte. I like that. I might be doing the angle more frequently. We, anyway, um, that's an aside, squirrel. Um, by the way, before we get too far into this, I do want to thank some people who help make these broadcasts possible. They are our supporters on Buy Me a Coffee, Cherise Collins, Cindy Kep, Brian Huff, Dave Manginelli, Brian Mattingly, Crystal Raven-Jones, Eli Cash. Eli! Actually, Eli contributes through our Patreon for the Impossibilists, but it's all part of the same production company. So, um, because back of the cereal box... Produces Cereal Box Comics. And um, anyway, so um, that's uh, that's what we do. And those are the folks who support us. And if you'd like to see your name in lights, you can do that as well. And if you haven't heard, next week, hitting hitting the bookstores everywhere you buy books is my new book, One Night at the Roxy and uh, that is published by um that is published by seven star press and eli says why am i posting this john i'm sharing the comic i'm doing oh see eli you need to provide some context so eli's comic serial box comics uh which is called Winches and wormholes it's part of the same um The same line of comics as One Night at the Roxy and uh, the League of Impossibilists is all part of the Decoverse. And Eli's is called Wenches and Wormholes. And it's about Big Daddy Cool and the Bombshell Kittens falling through a dimension into a realm of swords and sorcery ruled by uh, Darian, Haster, and Danger Carney uh, is one of the... uh, Characters is he a hero? Is he a villain? Only time, only time will tell, and you can find out at patreon.com slash impossibleists. So check that out. So happy now. Carlin Stewart is watching. Remember the Star Wars newspaper strip? I do, Carlin. I do listen. I love the Star Wars newspaper strip. I I especially love the Spider-Man. I loved Flash Gordon, The Phantom, all of those. I loved, loved, loved Mandrake, The Magician. Um, Yeah, and I loved the Star Wars strip. I would love to know where that falls, if it falls into canon at all, because if I'm not mistaken, for a while it was written by George Lucas. Someone do some research on that. All right, let's talk about comics that came out in March that I'm going to recommend. First of all, this is issue number two, but issue number one was great. These, th- this is called Saturday Morning Adventures. That's the new line from IDW, uh, and this is G.I. Joe, and it literally recaptures the style, aesthetics, and energy of the Saturday Morning G.I. Joe cartoon. The artwork is you know, made to look <clears throat> like it came right out of a frame Off of television. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's an all-ages book. But it's fun. And comics should be fun. Right? Right. Hey, we got uh, Pastel Goth Sloth joining us. Good morning. Uh, Glad to see you. Also out the last week of March is the new series, uh, Continuing the Adventures of Count Crowley. The Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter. And uh, this is by David Dasmalkian and Luna or Lucas Kettner. Uh, I love the artwork on this. Lucas Kettner has just this great, beautiful, um, bold, stylistic style. I'm trying to find a really great uh, frame here. Ooh, let's see this last one with the female werewolf. Look at how beautiful that is. Can you see that? Yes. Um, Really good stuff. And if you don't know the name David Dasmalkian, he was um, one of the characters in Ant-Man. He played Polka Dot Man in The Suicide Squad. Um, Funny, funny guy. And he's writing Count Crowley. All right. Um, What is next? This is also an issue two, but fantastic launch to a new series, Ghost Rider. Issue number one was my pick of the week a couple of weeks ago. This is issue two. Um, You know, it's really funny because I thought I understood what was going on at the end of issue one. But there's still some lingering issues with Johnny Blaze remembering who he is, where he is. And his relationship to the Ghost Rider. um, Really great start to the new mythos. If you're into Ghost Rider, check this out. I love Ghost Rider. um, And uh, this is a great, great launch to the new story. Now, I've not read either of these yet. But I picked them up uh, last week. Manor Black 1 and 2. This is the new series. Fire in the Blood. Now, the first series, the first volume was really fantastic about the Black family and their connection to this earth magic, and it's a dangerous earth magic, and um, Cullen Bunn is one of my favorite writers. I think he knows how to do supernatural uh, stories really well, and um, the artist on this is uh Brian Hurt and Tyler Crook just a great uh painterly style? Actually, I think I, I might be wrong here. Um, okay, Brian Hurt is one of the writers, so it's Colin Bunn and Brian Hurt. Uh, Brian Hurt did the layouts on the artwork, but uh, the, uh, the finishes is Tyler Crook who does the uh, the watercolor paints and it's just it's just a gorgeous book to look at and um, if you're into supernatural uh, stories Men Are Black might be for you now I picked this up not because I'm a fan of the character necessarily but because this has I I, I guess this is a one shot Electra... Black, white, and blood. And uh, it's a couple of different uh, creators. It's an anthology story. Um, but it has a very 90s feel to me. And she's fighting vampires. She's uh, fighting or meeting ghosts of samurais. And... Um, Yeah, so, hmm, or maybe that's her. Oh, look, there's a, yeah, no, it is. She's an immortal assassin, and anyway, Electra, Black, White, and Blood, we'll uh, give that a look. Now, I'm super excited about what I picked up at Books A Million yesterday, Um. I picked up a couple of graphic novels, a couple of collections. Scooby Apocalypse, Volume 2. I reviewed Volume 1 a couple of months ago, almost a year ago. And um, this is basically a retelling of the formation of Mystery Inc., how they all meet during an apocalyptic event. And they are trying to prevent the apocalypse that Velma Dinkley actually helped create. Dun dun dum. Then I'm super excited about this. This is gonna be a fantastic, fantastic read. Kaiju score. I've been looking for this for months. And um basically, this is a story about the people who harvest kaiju after the big battles. And the the more they can harvest, the bigger the score. And um So, it's bonkers. Uh, I love big stompy robots and big stompy kaiju. Part of my Saturday experience was cartoons, comics, and kaiju. And um, I cannot wait to read this. Oh, I'm so excited to get that. Now, my picks of the month. I've got two. And uh, Carlin Stewart says he's got a jet. We'll see you later, Carlin. Um, First off, little monsters. This is uh, written by Jeff Lemire. If you're not familiar with Jeff Lemire's work, he is just a phenomenal writer. He knows how to write psychological stuff really well. Um, The artist is uh, Dustin uh, Nugent. I think I pronounced that right. If not, forgive me. Um, Beautiful, painterly painterly black and white art it's black and white with just some tinges of color for accent and it's about the children the children who have been left orphaned for over 100 years and there are little subtle clues all throughout that make us um make us wonder in the final frame, we get to see. Spoiler alert! They're vampire children. Great, great launch to that series. I can't wait to read more. Oh, and and in the back, I, I didn't bring this up because I uh, I forgot to grab it. But uh, there's an ad for Slumber, and Slumber is another great book from Image. Slumber is about this uh dream detective or dream assassin, I guess I should say. When people are having nightmares, she is hired to go into their dreams and assassinate the nightmare. It's such a cool concept. I'm I'm really digging it. So uh check that as, out as well. All right, time for the pick of the month. You ready? Drum roll, please. The pick of the month is going to shock everybody. It's going to shock you. Ryan Permisson, are you sitting down? I see Nicole has joined us. Nicole, tell Brian to sit down for this. The pick of the month from IDW and boom, boom, is Godzilla versus Power Rangers. You guys, this is maybe the best comic I read this month. Maybe one of the best of the year. Um, it's by Boom and IDW. It's written by Cullen Bunn, who is one of my favorite writers. He wrote Manor Black. Art is by Freddie Williams II. And not only is it a great story, the art is phenomenal. And I'm just going to tell you that this, in my opinion, is the best artwork I've ever seen on a Godzilla book. Look Look at how great that is. Look at how great that looks. This is gorgeous artwork. And the story is compelling. Rita Repulsa, or Repulsor, Rita Repulsive, heard, Rita. She finds her way into another dimension where the Power Rangers never existed. However, Godzilla existed there and the Green Ranger Tommy gets sucked in with her and he summons the Dragonzord to fight Godzilla, that planet's, that Earth's protector. And of course, the last frame is the rest of the Power Rangers showing up to help out Tommy with some Dinozord action. Look, I don't know much about the Power Rangers. I've never been a Power Rangers fan, but I am a Godzilla fan. And I love Godzilla. But the Godzilla comics lately have been wanting. And I picked this up because Cullen Bunn was the writer. And I love Cullen Bunn, um, despite what Brian K. Morris says. And I am not disappointed. This was the best book out in March. Pick it up. Love it. Mean it. Now, uh, real quick before I jet... Last night, I saw Morbius. Morbius. I went into Morbius really with no expectations. I expected it to be horrible based on the reviews, the previews. I really did not expect it to be good at all. So the only reason I was going was because it's a Marvel character and I felt like I needed to be in tune with what was going on with Marvel characters and the Sony-verse and yada, yada, yada. Um, I got to say, I love this movie. This movie was outstanding. It passed the bathroom test. I didn't have to get up and go once. Um, I was on the edge of my seat. I was engaged. I thought Jared Leto did a phenomenal job playing the character. Um, The fight sequences were a little bit dark and a little bit fast, but overall, just phenomenal. I loved the way they demonstrated his powers, how they made Morbius seem like a really strong character, worthy addition to the MCU, but it's not in the MCU. It's in the Sony-verse with a... Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. I got into a fight on Facebook this morning with a guy in the forum because he called me old because... Anyway... That's a whole nother thing. Whole nother story, people. I'm not old. I'm vintage. I am a 9.6 on the CGC grading scale. Can you dig that? I knew that you could. Uh now, so Morbius, I had a lot of fun watching that. I, I'm gonna go see it again. I will give you this warning. The post credit scenes are meaningless and they really make no sense. I, I I'm not quite sure why they even threw them in there. I, I really don't know. So, um, just heads up on that. Um, I could have done without the post-credit scenes and in my head canon they never happen. So there you go. Um, one last one. We didn't get to talk about this yesterday morning, but I want to talk about turning red real quick. I enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, I know why they went to Disney Plus uh, Direct on this. It probably wasn't to the caliber of a theatrical release. I could be wrong on that, but I really enjoyed it a lot. And, you know, it's about May Lynn, an 11 or 12 year old girl, preteen girl, who has a family curse. Spoiler warning, spoiler alert her family curse is that the women in her family transform into giant red pandas. I mean, giant red pandas are small and cute and cuddly. Well, they're not really cuddly. They have razor sharp claws and can be quite vicious, but these red pandas are giant red pandas, mystical giant red pandas. And she has discovered her ability and it deals with her, her coming to terms with that. And, you know, whether or not she wants to remove the curse or embrace it. And and it's just a fun movie. It's packed with uh comedy, action, and really, really speaks to family dynamics and family expectations, tradition and whatnot. I really loved it. And in my head canon, it takes place in the same universe that um the impossibles take place. So there you have it, turning red. Check it out on Disney Plus. And I think that covers everything that I didn't get to cover yesterday morning on our Saturday morning show. If you like me doing these Sunday morning comics, let me know. Uh, we might make it a more regular thing. Um, we're going to experiment with different uh, platforms as well. Uh, you know, we'll continue to do the occasional Wednesday night bites, but. Um, I'm thinking Sunday mornings might be a better time because just like Saturday mornings, my family's still asleep until nine. So if I get up at eight and do a Sunday morning comics, Sunday morning funnies, then I can talk about comics and other stuff with my new bowl with a handle, cereal in hand. Cause on Sunday mornings we were getting up, we were pouring the cereal, and I was reading the comics in the uh, Sunday newspaper, and that uh, transitioned all day long to uh, to comic books, and uh, then Sunday nights for us was always uh, you know Muppets, uh, Mutual of Omaha, uh, Wild Kingdom, um, In Search of, and board games. We we're playing, you know, board games on Sunday night. So maybe Sunday morning, that can be our focus. If you think that's a good idea, let me know. Post a comment down below. Send us a message. Let me know. And um, Melissa and Ivy and Dee, uh, if you want to be a part of Sunday morning, we can do that. If not, I might be looking for a co-host. Maybe, maybe not. I might do it solo. Who knows? Anyway, that is it. I want to leave you guys with um, this uh, promo on one of our partners. We partner with Comic Books for Kids. They uh, deliver comics to kids in the hospital. Well, you know what? As we say goodbye, I'll let him do the speaking for me. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Love you, mean it. Until the next time, tell two 300 of your closest friends and family to come join the fun. And until the next time, we'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Comic books for kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U S it's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference. And while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero battle dragons or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit CB4K.org.